Welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. This week's guest is Taylor Bickford, a graduate of Wellesley College who's run for BAA in the Heartbreakers here in Boston. Taylor's run 242 for the marathon and founded Hearth Banking Company, a pop-up bakery that provides healthy and delicious treats made by and for runners. We talked about our favorite flavor of cookies, our, the origin of our podcast, which Taylor has a role in, uh, and the ups and downs of training. Uh, I tell the famous blister story, Taylor goes for a run after getting hit by a truck, and Angelica gets excited for her first ever marathon. Plus, we play a game that makes it clear how little some of us know about professional runners. You'll see. As a side note, this episode was recorded before the Vermont City Marathon, which Angelica crushed and ran 2.57 in her marathon debut. Uh, So congrats to her. We're all very proud. Some great episodes coming up. We'll probably be releasing them closer to every two weeks than every week in the summer, but we have some great stuff coming up soon. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at RunYourMouthPod and to subscribe on iTunes. And until next time, this is Run Your Mouth. We had the audience, and, and someone was like, uh, Haley was asking a question, and she's like, Sean, when did we meet yeah. that guy? Oh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. I'm your host, David Melly, and I'm here with uh, a returning guest of ours, uh, Angelica Peck, who is here to be our co-host today. How are you? I'm great. Doing long, well? Long day. We just rescued yes. Jelly out of work at like 7.30, 7.45 p.m. So she's worked uh, putting in the hours. So she's ready to uh, unwind. Have a nice weekend, right? Yeah. Ready, you anything funny racing Sunday? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Because um, with Vermont City next weekend, this race, Harpoon will be kind of just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not anything serious. Although the, the shitty thing is that you won't be able to uh, indulge in the post-harpoon celebrations as much as... Uh, Why won't I? <laughs> or, or you will. You do you. Um, you know, it's it's definitely one of the most fun um, post-race parties that there yeah. is. I think I, I responded to our, like, team email about harpoon, like... Uh, like I like winning and I like to party. So. <laughs> we should say uh, for the for the listener, the Harpoon Five Miler is coming up this uh, weekend. It is a five mile road race in the south uh, South Boston Seaport part of Boston. Um, and I literally don't even know where it is. It starts and ends. It starts there. and ends at the Harpoon Brewery. Oh, um, and makes it's sense. a lovely flat fast course that is all pretty much more or less along the water for most of it. So. It's a good one. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, our guest this week is a long overdue, long time friend of the pod, uh, long time fueler of uh, early morning podcast, Taylor Bickford, founder of uh, Hearth Baking Co., the pop up bakery that uh, was the genesis for this entire <laughs> project. Um, but how are you, Taylor? I'm good. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. I'm usually down working the bakery, so sometimes I don't even get to see it. So to be honest, it's just like, a real treat. Yeah, having, <laughs> having the cost, coffee and pastries from Taylor was uh, critical. And, uh, <laughs> I know, those 7 a.m. wake-ups weren't oh, easy. Oh, yeah. 6 a.m. wake-ups to get here by 7. Yeah. Do you want to let's? Do you want to talk a little bit about what uh, what Hearth was and, and why Run Your Mouth happened? Yeah, so Hearth started, I mean, it started years ago. I had like a thousand notes on my iPhone creating Hearth. Um, but when I went to business school, I wrote the business plan for it, um, in London. And so when I came back, I catered a long run at Tracksmith just for fun because all my friends ran at Tracksmith. Um, and then after Lou asked if I would be interested in doing it long term, uh, so we kind of set up a, a system where I would be in Tracksmith four to five days a week in the mornings with my pop-up bakery hearth. Um, so all the baked goods kind of are sustainably sourced, locally sourced. And I basically took my family recipes. Like I was like, oh, I'm training for marathons and I want to eat cake all the time, but I can't because I'm training for a marathon. 
So I made them all a little healthier using whole grains, local produce in place of oils and sugars. Um, and then I served them here at Tracksmith like four or five days a week. And we started out with Monday morning yoga. Wednesday morning was shakeout run. And then we knew we had Sunday long runs. And we we're like, well, you know, Friday would be a great day to have something. And thankfully, you came and agreed to do the podcast. And so that's how this all started. So there was another bakery, right, that, that you had known about that had a, a live podcast? Yes. Yeah, so the bakery I worked at in London did a podcast. Oh, cool. Um, and theirs was, you know, different. It wasn't running focused, obviously, because it was just a, a normal bakery. Well, ours is only barely running focused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they did a podcast every once in a while and it was just a super cool event in like addition to the community and vibe of the bakery. So I thought it'd be a, a great addition to Tracksmith and Hearth as well. Yeah, it's been so much fun. Um, and it really, uh, I think I think it like really brought our, our little circle of like Boston runner people a little, a little closer together to have that like Friday morning. Like we never... Uh, I think the, the Friday morning uh, recording with an audience was always a bit of a, an ask for folks. Um, we, we usually pull better audiences if we recorded on, like, the Sunday after the long runs. Um, yeah. But the folks who did show up, like, it, it, it made it special for sure. Yeah, um, I would say Friday mornings were some of my favorites, actually, because it was like, you know, our, some of our friends would get the chance to, like, take time out of their busy week to, like, pull together that one day early in the morning before work and like just meet up. So it was like usually all my favorite people <laughs> there in the morning, which you can't ask for more than that. Yeah, me just calling in every favor I have <laughs> really burning through the karma. <laughs> the <laughs> podcast that I was on, the first one with the Syracuse girls, you were actually out of town, but you provided donut holes, which I was did. like the best <laughs> I think I ate <laughs> maybe so 13 I <laughs> before the recording. Just yes. like sat there popping them in my mouth. The maple pancake, the oh, pancake so muffin good. donut hole version, yeah. And then, the, of course, the classic problem with like munchkins sized things is that you, it seems like you're not at any time eating a lot of food, but if you have 15 of them before lunch, like, <laughs> it's a lot of food. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were really good. That but they're semi-healthy. Semi so I have you know in this entire time justified uh, my patronage of heart baking cow. Like, <laughs> it's kind of healthy. Like yeah. it's it's healthier than Skittles, um, which is my other big indulgence. <laughs> well, so. that's like with the pumpkin chocolate chip bread. I am obsessed with it. I I is that like, your fave? Oh my gosh! Yeah. I even asked her before, Taylor, before about, like, if I were to buy a loaf, how the pricing is on it and everything, because I'm genuinely considering, okay, how can I fit it in to my, like, monthly plan of eating? I just love it so much, but... Have you ever tried anything else? I don't even... Yeah. I'm so committed to that one. I know. Well, I get scared, but I have had the, um, the oh, blueberry muffin, the muffin and yeah. I think that's it. I wanted to try the poppy seeds, but I just haven't yet because I can't bring myself to do it. <laughs> well, that's like, I, I had a long running streak where, so my favorite by far, well, not by far, because it's always hard to choose a favorite. Um, but the, the everything bagel scones. So they're like scones that are like seasoned like an everything bagel and then sliced in the middle is cream cheese. Exactly, yeah. And, and they're so good, but they there's always like a finite supply of them. And so Taylor and I like had like for like probably like six weeks straight had the same interaction. Cause like I like humble brag, but like I would always like be out longer than like most of the people doing the long run. Like and so I would like get back from my run like after a lot of people were back already and like would be like I'd be like Taylor and she's like no we're all sold out yeah. <laughs> like every time for weeks you gotta was... pull the Nick Lemon move and ask me to reserve one beforehand I know. yeah I was just I, I always feel like that's a little bit like, of a dick move well but... I don't like people that run further to be like discouraged yeah. from running further that's true yeah so, that's see that's a true runner's baker right yeah, there yeah I feel that. Normally, I would be the one out there for, like, the longer miles. And if I came back and there were no scones, I'd be crushed. And the other... So the other secret... So Hearth, for, at least for the runs, mostly uh, focused on um, 
like break breakfast goods. Exactly. But, yeah. So you all, you made my birthday cake this year. Did. Which was amazing. So good. I did try that. <laughs> <laughs> well, walk us through the birthday cake. So the birthday cake, yeah, I, you asked me to do just traditional vanilla and chocolate, vanilla cake, chocolate frosting, and, you know, being a baker and a little a little selfish and prideful, I couldn't just keep it simple. <laughs> had a reputation to uphold, so uh, <laughs> I did do the vanilla cake, and then I did a chocolate frosting on top, chocolate ganache frosting, um, but then I also did an espresso buttercream in the center of it which brought it to that next so level. So good. <laughs> and I did a uh, salted caramel on top as well. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was an apologies to my mom, but it was one of the best birthday cakes <laughs> that I've ever had. It was great. I didn't know there was going to be cake at the party either. So well, and the, showing up and having cake was like <laughs> the best. Like, I feel like we've often had like birthday parties where like, we'll have like if, before, Taylor took the reins, like, I would always make cake for, like, whoever in the apartment was, like, having a birthday, and, like, there, it's always, like, the classic thing of, like, people are coming over to, like, have a party, so, like, you're not necessarily anticipating, like, food being there, and so, like, everyone, like, has the courtesy piece, and then, like, kind of forgets about it, and then, like, maybe picks out the cake, like, after, later in the night, but then, like, the nice part of, the nice side effect of that is that then you wake up the next morning and there's still like half a cake left. <laughs> You're like, this is my breakfast for the next couple of days. Yeah. Um, but uh, the unfortunately, because you know, a, a victim of her own success, there was no cake left the next morning. <laughs> I think I had a lot to do with that. <laughs> there not being any cake left. I was like eating it upside down on the couch at one point. I don't know. <laughs> Did it taste better that way? It Upside did. Down. I think it did. Honestly, I have to say, I think it did. Helped like mainstream the sugar. Yeah. 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 Well, the, all about the science. Science. <laughs> yeah. The other, uh, the other big Taylor contribution, which um, goes into one of the questions I have here, but so shout out to another another friend of the podcast, uh, Seth Waltz, um, who and Johnny Phillips, who uh, are the co-founders of Drill Club, which is a weekly. Uh, just like drills and corn hurdles at uh, one of the various tracks in Boston. Um, but the joke is that if you, if it's your first time at drill club, like fight club, instead of having a fight, you have to bring cookies. Um, and so then it became a thing where like someone would always bring cookies every week. And when Taylor was recipe testing, she would like often just bring cookies every week, <laughs> uh, which we appreciated and, and was definitely going above and beyond the Call of Duty. Um, probably the best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had were those sea salt chocolate yes. chip ones. Um, well, then I got nervous because I was bringing them every week, recipe testing. But then I got nervous that if I didn't bring them, there would be no cookies. And it was like this fear of mine. <laughs> so I felt like I just had to keep bringing cookies. I had to keep it alive. Well, I would not want to... It's like the best part of Jewel Club. <laughs> you know, in, induce stress in your uh, day, but I also have a little bit of a selfish... Like, yeah. Taylor, if you feel obligated. <laughs> um, but so this is... So what would you... Not necessarily like your recipe, but like what's... All, across all recipes, I guess. Like what's your favorite like cookie type cookie flavor I'm a huge oatmeal cookie fan nice. yeah oh, oatmeal gets a lot of hate oatmeal raisin is an unloved cookie. yeah you know sometimes I mix it up though like I'll do oatmeal with uh, like dried cherries and pistachio Ooh. or like macadamia nuts like I like mixing it up but yeah I love oatmeal, chip, oatmeal chocolate chip are good oatmeal like, chocolate chip yeah, or a little orange zest in it. Just like a plain oatmeal with a little orange zest. Mm. It's really good. I have that. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. There's a lot you can do with it. Jelly? I like... Well, I love cookies. I love sugar. I just love it all. <laughs> um, I really have been craving the, like, uh, s'mores cookie, like, um, with, like... The marshmallow and like chocolate fluff, in it, but, yeah. but like in the cookie. So, like I think um, Insomnia does one mm. like that. But even I don't know. I have I'm like thinking of it in my head. Or I think Milk Bar. Have either of you oh, been yeah. to like the Momofuku? Yeah, yeah, Momofuku Milk Bar. Milk Bar. They yeah. I think they have like a s'mores mm. cookie. Um, 
I do like white chocolate macadamia nut a lot as well. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good you know one. What? Not a white chocolate fan. I'm not either, but in those cookies, I think because they have macadamia nuts, it just pulls uh, me. Fair. I love those. Uh, as long I as love... there's sugar, I'm in. <laughs> uh, I love molasses cookies. Um, I have, uh, for, for when I was a kid, for whatever reason, like my mom was always the baker of the family, but for some reason, like molasses cookies were my dad's thing. Like, if, like, my mom was working and, like, my dad was making cookies, like, we would always make molasses cookies. I don't know why he, like, had an affinity for that particular recipe, but I don't, like, we have this, like, amazing, like, chewy molasses cookies recipe that is so good. And, like, notoriously in college, like, when I would make them, they would, like, disappear off the tray as they were coming out of the oven. <laughs> um, they're you know, a hot commodity, to be sure. That's the hardest part, you know, like, waiting for the c- cookies... I mean, in theory, get better when they cool because they become more chewy. So the hardest part is waiting for them to cool because then, you know, they are supposed to be te- better texture-wise. But mm-hmm. it's always almost impossible to yeah. not eat them fresh off the oven. I would go back one further step in the process and say the hardest part is getting them into the oven and not <laughs> eating them. <anymore>. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been known at time low points in my life to make a batch of cookie dough with the express purpose of <laughs> eating those cookie dough. So not like when you're doing that, do you purposely leave the egg out then? You know you're going to eat it raw. Yeah. I, when we were kids, my mom would always use like pasteurized eggs for cooking. Um, so sometimes I'll do that. I made, I'll, I'll play like risky with my own body, which <laughs> might go into the whole, explain the whole blister <laughs> scenario, which we can talk about later. But, um, I made for, as a gift for someone one time, um, cho- so they were like cookie dough balls rolled in chocolate. And so then like for like put in the freezer so they're like hard. Yeah. Um, and because they were, they were like no bake, I used pasteurized eggs for those. So like they would, and those turned out really good. It was one of those reluctant giveaways where I was like, I'm going to save a couple. Like, these are for you. But like if you need help, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm one of the good things you. about doing vegan baking. It's like you never have to worry about eating the dough. It's like all healthy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't worry about eating the dough anyways, though. Yeah, so. that's the that's the problem. One, I feel like, again, I might just have to tell a blister story. Just but, tell it. Um, <laughs> but, like, it is that thing of, like, I feel like I'm going to have to, like, get salmonella one time, knock on wood. The way my season's going, I'm probably gonna get something out, but like, you know what I mean? Like, you need to like really have the traumatic experience. Yeah. To, yeah. To I actually just learned that the apparently so when I was working in the restaurant Les Belliers on Boylston Street, we'd always crack our eggs on a flat surface, never on like the corner of something, and I never knew why. I just assumed it was like you were less likely to get eggshells in it, but it turns out the reason for that is because when you crack it on a corner the eggshell breaks in into the eggs so then apparently salmonella lives on the outside yeah. of the egg on the shell so you're never supposed to crack them on corners you crack them on a flat surface and that's less likely to happen oh yeah. pro tips PSA here yeah Kids I actually out there. crack I mine on a flat surface and I don't really know why I think <laughs> I think I saw it one time when I was like I watch um, YouTube videos when I bake and like pause them and do it but I think I saw someone do it so I was like oh that's a good idea and I started doing it but that's funny it explains why I do that yeah well it's a it's a truth universally known that Ken Ross loves their egg sandwiches and um we I always I always do like edge of the pan that's because like you're crap you're like if it's an egg sandwich like you're going into the pan Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna have to we have to change it up although with egg sandwiches I feel like it's not as important because it's like getting cooked anyways but That's true. baking. But you I'm guys are high risk, high risk, high risk apartments. We're a high risk apartment for a lot of yeah. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just uh, just lead a high risk lifestyle. <laughs> as, as much as anyone who runs seventy miles a week can run, a, <laughs> lead a high risk lifestyle. Well, um, take your mind off the blister issue. Oh man, that should be explained. That yeah, it, if that didn't kill me, <laughs> um, so this is. Uh, <laughs> One of, one of those uh, beautiful moments in your life where you're like, I really am tr- stu- a stupid person. <laughs> so basically what happened is, is two weeks ago now, two, two-ish weeks ago, well, like a month ago, I was wearing new shoes and I got a really bad blister on my heel because like the back of the shoe is just like pressing into my heel. Um, it was really bad. It was like 
made for a cool Snapchat because I, like, soaked the entire, like, bottom of my sock with, like, blood. Um, but I've always been, like, one of those people that's, like, right, like, uh, like, run through it, rub some dirt on it. Like, if you can physically run, you don't have to worry about it. So, like, I never, like, again, public service announcements, use Neosporin, kids. Like, um, but I never, I never did anything. Like, I didn't put a bandit on it, didn't put, like, you know, treat it in any way. Um, I, like, shower regularly, but, like, that was pretty much it. Um, and so I just, like, kept running on it. And obviously, like, I didn't, I didn't wear those shoes, but, like, obviously it's, like, if it's there already, then it gets aggravated. Um, and the, like, week leading up to, like, actually the bad part, I was literally... This is how, this is how crazy mu- runners' minds are. And, like, you, as someone who has run through injury, you can understand. Yeah. Uh, but, like, literally my thought... I was limping. Johnny pointed out this out to me. He's like, you know you're limping. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, it doesn't, it's fine when I run. It just, like, really hurts to walk. But I can still run, so I'm still going to do normal mileage, you know? Um, and, like, that uh, thought process led to me, like, literally just, like, running on this until it got to the point where, like, the, so the blister was on my heel, but my entire foot was like red and swollen, like my like inside of my foot and ankle. Oh my and I was wearing boat shoes at work on like that Friday and one of my coworkers was like, we're like eating lunch and she was like, what is wrong with your foot? And I was like, oh, look at that. It's like pretty red and swollen. <laughs> like, um, and she's like, you should probably go to the doctor. And I was like, yeah, I probably should seeing as this was a blister in my heel that now has yeah. invaded the rest of my foot. <laughs> Um, so I went to urgent care because I don't have a primary care physician right now, which, like, is a whole separate thing that, like... I don't either. The layers of, like, my mom being mad at me for this happening. (laughs) Um, and so, um, I went to urgent care, and they're like, cool, the blister turned into an abscess, we have to drain it, and I was supposed to race that Sunday, this is Friday, um... And so they're like, we'll drain it, we'll treat it, we'll put you on, like, an antibiotic, uh, an oral antibiotic, and, like, you'll be fine. But, like, she's like, you probably shouldn't run, but I can't tell you what to do. And I was like, so in my mind, of course, I'm like, so I'm racing this weekend. Like, it's going to hurt. I'm like, I was, like, literally, like, coaching her through, like, cutting into my ankle to drain it. I'm like, you just, like, make the cut, like, as small as possible. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, then I actually felt better the next morning once they drained it. Um, and so of course, because I'm a rational genius, um, I decided to go on a run. Uh, I was like, I'll do a little shakeout, see how it feels. And like, I'll, I'll just be ready to go tomorrow. The run itself went fine. Oh, I also had a fever on Friday. That was also part of it. Um, and so the, the, Run itself went fine, but when I got back from the run, I had, like, chills all over my body, and the, like, redness had started to spread up my leg, and one of the things that they said was, like, if it starts to spread, like, you should probably go to an ER right away, (laughs) Um, and it was, and it was, like, spreading up my leg, like, along, like, the vein on my calf, which is, like, also not a great sign, Um, so I, like, sent a picture to my mom, who's a doctor, and, like, called her to talk about it. And she's normally very, like, you're being a hypochondriac, you're fine, suck it up. Like, you're a big, big little baby. All of the men in the Melly family are big little babies. Um, <laughs> big little babies. Big little, big little babies. babies. <laughs> um, and so I was expecting her to just be like, you're fine. The antibiotics just have to kick in, blah, blah, blah. She was like, um, you should go to the doctor. <laughs> I was like, great. So I went to the ER. Um, and then they put me on IV antibiotics as a precaution. Um, like they're like, you're probably fine, but we're going to do this just to be safe. It'll also help it heal faster. Obviously wasn't racing the next morning by that point. I uh, had to go back to the ER for a second course of an- IV antibiotics the next day. Um, tried to go to urgent care, but it was closed because it was Sunday. It was a whole thing. Um, spent basically that entire weekend in like hospital waiting rooms, which is not how anyone wants to spend a weekend. Um, but yeah, and then all of last week, I was on essentially like three different antibiotics at the same time, so uh, my body was pretty fucked up because of that, um, but I'm off them now, feeling better. Really only like all, all things considered, I only missed like four days of running, so it like, could be worse. <laughs> Such um, a runner to yeah. like, think of it that way. Yeah, the time frame yeah. around running. Yeah, but um, lesson learned. 
use Neosporin if you get a blister. Um, yeah. So, Don't run through injuries. Yeah. <laughs> Children, uh, I've now talked for a very long time about strokes and blisters. <laughs> before, before we get to uh, the pizza discussion, since that was featured heavily on Jelly's last episode, um, Taylor, I, I know you have some, some war wound stories of uh, trying to run through injury. Do you want to offer any cautionary words of advice? Oh, man. Yeah, it's just... You know, I think it's always best to take that day. <laughs> yeah. Be a little rational and take a day to think about it. I mean, yeah, I went running the day after I got run over by a truck, which led to, like, the beginning of my string of injuries. Um, that was, like, how I strained my calf and led to everything else. And then, you know, had foot pain and just kept running on it until I got a sh- two stress fractures. So... I think it's always best just to, you know, remember there are more races rather than taking, um, like, you know, I'm at 16 weeks of no running right now. Yeah, and, and how did that start exactly? My what? How did that whole series of injuries start? You dropped it in there real subtly? Yeah, I got run over by a truck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, do, yeah. Tell that story. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it was going great. I was training for CIM uh, with before mentioned Seth um, and I was running to Harvard Stadium actually to do a workout on the outdoor track and it was like 6am it was pretty early and uh, in lower Alston there was a guy turning right on red on a no right on red at a stoplight with a walk sign and I was like mid I, he was stopped so I thought it was fine I was mid intersection Uh, And he just decided to go and he didn't even look. Uh, Luckily, luckily I was between the tires. So didn't get run over like underneath the tire. Um, But the truck literally passed over your body. Well, okay. So he stopped when he got like, like my head hadn't gone under yet. It was like up to my neck. (laughs) What? But like, so, you know, at least there's that, but it was like, so weird because it was very slow. So like the whole time I was thinking like, Oh, he'll like, I'm still standing. He'll stop. He realized he hit me. And then it was like, you know, half my torso was under. I was like, he could still realize. And I don't know what actually made him stop. There was a car behind him. So I'm wondering if she like honked her horn or something. I'm not really positive. May or may not have blacked out. Who knows? (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I consider myself pretty lucky because even though it's like put me on this long string of injuries, like I walked out of it. I stood up. I was going to say, didn't you continue yeah. your warm-up? <laughs> so I, uh, I didn't want to call the ambulance because it just felt unnecessary. <laughs> and then I didn't call the police either. Um, but instead, I had the girls that were behind the truck give me a ride to the track, <laughs> thinking that I was still going to do my workout because I was like, I'm in great shape. I'm running CIM. Like, I'm in a PR. <laughs> I can't be injured. Runner story ever. Yeah. And I got to the track in... Um, you know, only other people up that early were November Project, and they were getting out of the stadium workout. And I'm sitting there waiting for Seth, like, totally fine on the bleachers. Um, you know, a bit except for, like, some tears in my clothes and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, these two guys come over, and they're like, are you okay? Because I think I was like, you know, I must have looked a little rough. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking for Seth. Wasn't and, your head bleeding? Yeah, and then okay. they, were like, they were like, yeah, but your head is bleeding. And I was like, oh, well... You know, I like touched it. I was like, I should probably call someone and like maybe Seth can give me a ride to the hospital. Um, but like, yeah, I called my parents and they were like, why aren't you calling your sister? She's like literally down the street and like, why aren't you in the hospital? And I was like, yeah, I kind of just, just thought I was going to do my workout. Like, <laughs> I thought it was okay. I felt fine. Like not, not too bad. Yeah wasn't great it wasn't a great decision going on a run the next day either yeah. um or doing an 80 mile week after that which is yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know i didn't realize like i walked out with a few like road rashes and like a cut on my head but like didn't realize like the other effects that you couldn't see like your body just being like you know so tight and, like, like i just got hit by a car <laughs> yeah it was a little in shock yeah but well, the good news at the end of all of this is that you ran this week. I did, yes. So I ran for the first time. I guess related but separate. You, you got a stress fracture. Yeah. January? When was uh, February. Valentine was when it officially broke the Valentine BU meet. Oh. 
Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, trap is dead to me. <laughs> it's only marathons from here on out. <laughs> truly, truly broke your heart and your leg. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's been it's been about fourteen weeks now, um, and I ran for the first time on the Alter G treadmill yesterday. Um, it was very exciting. I was like grinning the whole time. Um, yeah, I only did four by five minutes on with one minute walk in between, but. But it felt great. No pain. Oh, so yeah. hopefully in like a few more weeks, I'll be running on real ground, which is exciting. Oh, so exciting. Yes. I am so sick of aqua jogging and spinning. That's, yeah, you, you're a dedicated aqua jogger. And okay. also, it should be said, like, still showing up to Drill Club in the boot with cookies every <laughs> week. Like, the most loyal uh, <laughs> of all of us. We, we don't deserve it for sure. Oh man, I had to. I had to get my dose of you guys though. I couldn't go on runs with you guys, so I had to had to just show up wherever I could. Well, that was also T- Taylor's a notorious easy run crusher, which is one of those like <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, it's like there's the selfish component of it where I'm like, oh, I love running with Taylor because she'll run six thirty pace with me, and then you're like, was Taylor really supposed to run ten miles at six thirty pace today? Like, oh, probably not. Like, <laughs> yeah, I always when I first started going to the track smith long runs which were then called half on the half because they only did them once a month I became known as like the one trick pony or like the one pace person because no matter what distance it was I just ran one speed um which is great for longer distances so that's why I'm great at the marathon not so great for track um which is why track is dead to me fair enough <laughs> yeah you you ran uh what London 2016 2017. 2017. 2017. All right, Slum in spring. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and ran, what, 242? 242. Yeah. So it was, what, just outside the trials qualifier, right? It was uh, well under the standard. But, I mean, the window. But outside of the window. Yeah. Which I didn't find out until that evening after the race. Yeah. So we got to get you back in a a marathon next couple couple months. Yeah. That's that's the dream. I got to get that standard crushed. But hopefully soon. You'll be nice and fresh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My body will have long forgotten the pain of the marathon. Yeah. It'll be brand new. Yeah. Well, Jelly, you're you're building up to your first marathon right now. I am. Well, I'm tapering down. Tapering down, yeah. How's it going? Um, well, I had a hard time pacing my runs correctly, and I don't, I never thought... Do you have a smartwatch? I do, um, but it's like an Apple watch, so it's not the best at it, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I never thought of myself as somebody who crushes my easy runs, but I think, like, I went from being very out of shape, so, like, every run I basically crushed just getting back into shape to run with my friends and then when I was in shape and training for the marathon I didn't it didn't register in my head that I like okay maybe you shouldn't be out of breath all the time like maybe you should just slow down a little bit and I I still have trouble with it hard easy days easy Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah I still am struggling with it but I'm kind of looking forward to this marathon being over and then just racing for fun again. I got, like, pretty caught up in the whole seriousness of yeah. it. You can have fun. At the, it hasn't happened yet. I know, know. yeah. It's going to be fun yeah. just to, do, you know, do it, you know? Like, you put so much into it. And, yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to Harpoon. <laughs> That'll be fun. Harpoon will be fun as well. Yeah. Um, you're doing Vermont City next, yeah. next weekend. Um, I guess it will be coming up when this comes out so everyone wish jelly luck she's gonna crush it she's gonna do awesome i think like i'm trying to downplay it also as like a defense mechanism to be like okay if i if i die it's not like yeah big of a deal i did that in my head as well for london and i think then i realized that when you run a marathon it's like a thing to have an a b and c goal yeah in my head that's basically what i'd done but i was just trying to like prevent myself from being too upset if i like completely bombed the race yeah yeah that's like um what I've heard from a lot of marathoners I think it helps you enjoy it more too because then I was like you know I have a huge range of paces that I'd be happy with so then I just kind of had fun with it yeah I'm just gonna see what I can do I don't know like that's always that's been my always been my struggle with running is like I'm a very 
you can relate, both of you, like, very type A, like, you know, let's say maybe tightly wound person, <laughs> and, like, that's always, like, relaxing has always been the biggest, like, mental hurdle for me to overcome races. And yeah. After this whole, like, blister ordeal, I'm, like, I'm excited, like, to race this weekend just to be, like, who the fuck knows? Like, I just, <laughs> like, I just want to literally finish a race and, like, be grateful to, like, have legs that function. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And... Uh, finding the fun is always like well in racing is so fun when you're yeah. like like and genuinely just like having fun. fun yeah yeah and like when it's just like fun and even if you run fast it in it but as long as like you're in the right mindset it's just fun i was thinking about that on the workout this week like it was just like it was not going great and it was like shitty conditions but like it was also just not whatever um and I kept, I, like, the thing that kept running through my head was, like, you can't run fast if you're not having fun. You can't run fast if you're not having fun. Like, it's just, like, it's so true. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah. like it's funny because it's, like, a little bit of a catch-22 because if you're, like, forcing yourself into a mentality that's, like, antithetical to, like, the whole point, which is to be relaxed. But, like, I think it definitely is, like, the times when you're, like, finding that balance between being focused but not stressed is like always the the way yeah. to, the way to do it <laughs> yeah I totally agree well I used all of my like stressful running in college so I'm trying yeah. to just like okay be fun now it's running's fun it's and it's fun to like run fast so yeah yeah I was gonna try to fit in like a fall race like a fall marathon or something and then I was like you know I think I'm just going to have fun with it for, like, the whole fall because there's no need to pressure myself once I'm yeah. getting back into running. And so, so many races pop up that, like, you could just end up being in one a week out and, like... Yeah, so, like, I'm just going to... Like, my first race back will be the Beach Beacon, which is my favorite race by far. Like, I run it every year. I'm from Maine. So that's such a good way to start. Yeah, like and so yeah. I'm just going to run it with my dad. Like, totally take it easy because we run it together every year. Um, and so it would be like an easy one to mentally kind of detach from the competitive aspect from if I'm like running with him, yeah. um, maybe pace him to a PR. So yeah, I think there's something to be said for having just fun races. Yeah. So, so before we get to our game, uh, I do want to, I'm seeing Taylor's, uh, famous thermos, <laughs> um, and uh, let's, let's walk through this a little bit. So you... You're on record as being anti-water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I don't drink water. Like, almost what's, ever. What's that about? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I just, you know, I used to think it was a problem. Uh-huh. Um, I just don't like drinking water. And so I asked a nutritionist, you know, if it was, I was like, I drink a lot of coffee and a lot of tea, but I don't drink any water. Um, and herbal tea, so non-caffeinated. Um, and that's one thing I picked up in London, you know, obviously just drinking tea all the time. And, uh, she actually told me that it doesn't dehydrate you to drink coffee because there's just so much water in it. And that herbal tea is like fine as a source of water. So, and also I consider the fact that I'm a vegetarian, so I eat lots of vegetables, which contain a lot of water. Um, so I've kind of just embraced that now. I'm like, well, I don't like water. And if I don't have to drink it. You know? So if you're doing like a like an interval workout, will you drink like tea in between intervals? I never drink anything when I'm doing workouts. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah. What did you did you you must have drank something during London? Like what did you do during? The yeah, it was the first time I've ever drank anything while running. Um, was during the race, mm-hmm. and I had so my coach had set me up with this guy that he coaches. Um, who was like this 55 year old marathoner who'd run London like seven times and was going for a similar pace that I was. Um, so he's like, you guys can run together for the beginning of it at least. And so I literally just copied everything he did. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. And like, I remember at the start, I got so nervous because I was like, oh yeah, how many goose do you have? And I had, I think I had two maybe or three. Um, but I had them in the pockets of my shorts, which I lost them in the first mile anyway, so it didn't really matter. Um, but he had like eight and I was like, oh man, I messed up. (laughs) Like I've made a mistake already and the race hasn't even begun. Um, and then we started and he would like just point like at the tables, like which one he was going to take, you know, like this one he'd take their equivalent of Gatorade and this one he'd take water and I would just do the same thing. Um, 
and it worked out great. I mean, I, I couldn't take a lot of it. Like I would take like a sip or two. Um, yeah. So I did have, I had water and like Gatorade when I was running during that, but that was the first time I've ever taken water during any run or workout really. (laughs) Yeah. A medical marvel. Yeah. It's it's probably not great. (laughs) What's your stance on seltzer? I love seltzer. I do in the summer. I do drink a lot of seltzer. Are you guys polar, polar drinkers? And you love polar. Okay, what's the what's the play this summer? Like, have you tried the summer flavors for 2018 yet? I don't think I have. They've just come out. Oh, no, I definitely oh. haven't then. What are they? So there's mango cherry bliss, um, cucumber watermelon, blueberry tangerine, uh, pineapple lemon twist. Uh, they brought back raspberry rosé from last year. Okay. These um, all sound so great. Yeah. I've had, I'm trying to have all of them. It's like the Oscar movies. Like, I'm trying to, like, I'm a huge cucumber fan. Spindrift Seltzer, which is a local company, does a, a cucumber one. I don't And I really like it. Cucumber? I've, I've heard that for people who like cucumber, the cucumber melon oh. is really good. I've always, like, liked more, like, a lemony flavor to mm-hmm. my... So I've been... The pineapple lemon twist, although I'm not a big pineapple person. Oh, really see, good. I'm excited for that because last year they did a pineapple coconut and it literally tasted like a pina colada. <laughs> and that was one of my favorites. That sounds great. Yeah, nice. I was like, you could mix this with ice and feel like you're having pina colada <laughs> right now. Yeah, I dude. drink unflavored seltzer. Wow. Like, yeah, like sparkling water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't Do you think have I one have... of those, like the uh, oh uh, soda stream things? Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, I don't. I um, I actually haven't listen. had seltzer in a while, but I I've just gotten on the kick now. Get you a birthday present that. next year. Yeah, next year. Um, yeah, but I don't. know. All these flavors sound great. They are. I love pina coladas. So I've been loving the blueberry tangerine. I think that's been my like my go-to. One of their like classic flavors that I really like that I just had the other day actually was cherry pomegranate. Oh yeah, that's that a good one. Good. Yeah, that's a good one. I like raspberry lime. That's usually my like, yeah. safe bet. All right, so I, I devised a game. Actually, uh, normally I put very little effort into these games, um, <laughs> and uh, this one I did a little research. Oh. Um, it's so it's somewhat like food, nutrition, running themed. Um, it's a little multiple choice quiz. Feel free to confer oh. among yourselves, discuss your answers okay. before you guess. Um, so, <laughs> we just give each other the same look. <laughs> um, so, question one: Which runner's favorite post-race food is nachos and a margarita? A. Shalane Flanagan. B. Kara Goucher. Or C. Amy Craig. I'm pretty sure it's not Shalane because yeah. I think she likes burgers. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. I don't know. I feel like I'm leaning towards Amy Craig. I feel like I am too. I don't know okay. why, but yeah. that seems like a good one. I'm going to... Amy Craig? Yeah. So it's Kara Gosh. Oh. She actually said well, it was a burger or nachos. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, well that's what I was thinking yeah. with Kara Goucher too. I was like, I feel like she likes burgers. But yeah. I don't know a whole lot about Amy Craig. Yeah, I don't either. Amy Haste. I, I knew it wasn't Shalane, so... Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't fly with a book now, especially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I found a lot of these by, like, literally Googling, like, name, favorite food. So, like, <laughs> take it all with a grain of salt. Um, whose, quote, perfect meal is Italian pizza, sparkling water, and a side of olives? Ooh. Is it A, Nick Willis, B, Nick Simmons, or C, Dathan Ritzenheim? Oh, see, I'm really bad with guy runners. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going to just say... Um, you can always guess wildly. There's no knowledge required to be on this that's podcast. That's true. <laughs> There's no prerequisite. Um, Wait, who were the, what were the first one? A, Nick Willis, B, Nick Simmons, or C, Dathan Ritzenheim. Um... I don't know. The only person I know is Nick Simmons. I so I don't know who the other people are either. <laughs> but it does sound like maybe something he would like. I don't, really I don't even know him well I, enough to. Yeah, I don't know. You like, should be watching this documentary. I know. Yeah, yeah. Should we just go watch the documentary? I know he like is um, a pretty down to earth, chill said, person. I think that's a little healthy for him. Um, okay. The answer was A. Nick Willis. Okay. Um, Who is he? Yeah, can, <laughs> what are his credentials? <laughs> <laughs> Verify this. Yeah. <laughs> the audience is going to love this. <laughs> I brought on two running experts. 
Nick Willis is a runner from New Zealand who went to the University of Michigan, who's probably one of the best milers in uh, the last 10 years. Um, he's a two-time Olympic medalist, um, multiple-time world championship medalist. Um, cool. He's, he's very good Sounds well legitimate, known. I guess. Yes. So, uh, okay, fine. I guess you can eat his pizza yeah. or whatever. And olives. You yeah. know, it sounded great until the olive. Oh, like I the love side. olives. I thought, but the side of olives ooh. throws me off. You know, well, like Italian like, restaurants, you know, good, like... I thought that you would be able to... Like, I think there would have to be the level of knowledge that helped this, but I thought it was a giveaway because he said Italian pizza, whereas, like, I feel like an American would never say, like, Italian pizza. They would just say pizza. And so, like, because he's from New Zealand. Yeah. To be fair, we didn't know where he was from. For all I know, he could have been, like, a boxer. I... Yeah. All right, well, speaking of milers, you may or may not have heard of. Next one is, uh, what is Matt Centrowitz's favorite type of food? Do, do you know who Matt Centrowitz is? <laughs> Wait, seriously? <laughs> I'm just, like, don't. I try not to be, like, a running nerd. <laughs> Our one one audience member is losing his mind right now. I mean, if these are female runners, maybe. Yeah, like I'm, I'm better with female. There's a couple. There's a couple marathoners. Um, I knew all of the girls. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Okay, but we can guess. A Chinese, B tapas, or C barbecue. What's he a miler? He's the Olympic gold medalist in the mile. <laughs> what's it? He's what's his last name again? Centralitz. <laughs> Centralitz. Um, what were the options again? Chinese. Tapas. Tapas. Or barbecue. Or barbecue. I mean, I feel like post rate. Oh wait, is it post rate? Just favorite just type meal. of food. Oh. Just, Chinese is gross. Where's, where's he from? Maryland. He went to Oregon. So he's an American. Yeah. I feel leaning like towards barbecue. Yeah, I was leaning towards barbecue okay. too. Okay, okay. Barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> lock it in. I was gonna say Chinese food is one of those things where you think you're craving it, and then after you eat it, you feel like yeah, trash. you just want yeah. salt. Like, if you're I, I love Thai. Thai is like mm-hmm. my favorite. I, I Thai's got like, that salty, crunchy yeah. mix. Yeah. yeah, but that's not Chinese. No, that's, Chinese. that's my point. Is like yeah. I'm, the, I'm the East Asian food. Yeah, like I, Thai is so. Oh, Japanese really is like my sushi, but like. I could eat sushi every day. Yeah. Every day. All right. Which pro runner ate McDonald's, quote, most days, quote, in high school? A, Robbie Andrews, B, Shelby Houlihan, or C, Emma Coburn? Hmm. Uh, I want to say Shelby Houlihan. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like Emma Coburn never Not Emma McDonald's. Coburn. Not. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, yeah, Shelby. Yeah. Two for two, or two for four. Two for two. Good job, yes. Uh, apparently, yeah, that. Two for always, always apparently be 100%. she had McDonald's for breakfast or, or lunch most days in high school, wow. in some interview I found. I'm not going to lie, I haven't had McDonald's since Super Size Me came out. Really? Which was in, like, I watched that movie, or something. and my immediate reaction afterwards was like, I can't want to go to McDonald's. Oh. Yeah, I haven't had fast food since that. Wow. Yeah. I see as gross as that movie is. See, I feel like the, the Food Inc. is the one about oh, like where yeah. it all comes from. That would be, work better on me. I've never seen that one. Super yeah. Size Me is just like, well, if you don't eat it every day for thirty days, you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. I have McDonald's three times a year. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, last question. <laughs> um. What brand does Jenny Simpson say is the secret to success in her diet? A. A Nutribullet food processor. B. Naked smoothies. Or C, HelloFresh meal delivery. Oh, I'm like I'm gonna say not naked because don't they have a lot of sugar? They in do them? have a lot of sugar. They're like not the best smoothies that you can um, get. I would say HelloFresh seems random though. Yeah, I and the Nutribullet, I guess. Yeah, maybe? I want I want to say the Nutribullet if that's the most versatile. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense too with run. I feel like runners like to kind of control their own food. Yeah. Well, Jenny Simpson likes HelloFresh, so go figure. I don't know if it was like SpawnCon, but she, uh, and eat, her Eat Like a Malene, she said that she is a, a big fan of HelloFresh. Well, HelloFresh, I've used it before because they do like free trials and stuff. Yeah, same. So, and like, it's, it is pretty good. 
Yeah. Like, and it's nice, like, if you have a long day and you've done a long workout, you don't, like, you want to eat a good meal and mm-hmm. you come home and you're just yeah. like, okay, I don't even have to think about it. It's all... They also sponsor a lot of podcasts. So, like, oh. HelloFresh, if you're listening, um, <laughs> this podcast does not currently have a sponsor. Um, so, if you want expert commentary about blisters um, and not knowing pro runners to be associated with your brand. Um, and healthy food. And healthy food. We talked we about that. We are accepting and a sponsorship offers. Um, I'm really good uh, with my inter- interstitial little commentary. I can do a little side <laughs> ad for you guys. <laughs> We'll make it the theme song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, also accepting theme song input. Um, I don't think Florence Walsh is going to sue me any day soon, but um, <laughs> I've been told that there's a call for uh, someone somewhere to record a theme song for me. Oh, that would be cool. Send them in. I'll, I'll consider it. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. her uh, herbal tea. <laughs> yeah. And seltzer. And seltzer. And seltzer. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, as you know, we finish off uh, every episode with the same three questions uh, every week. Um, we'll go round-robin style, kind of around the circle. Um, the first is, what is your Instagram crush? Jelly, let's um, start with you. Um, there's this one account, I can't think of the name of it, but it's, I think it's just called Dogs and Food. But it's like they put the dog's face in different food things. It, I love it. Wait, like a like a pie face type of thing, like, or like just, just like shoving their face in like I a bowl. What do I do with my phone? I want to show you it. <laughs> it's like no, it's like um, they do it like Photoshop it onto like they'll Photoshop a dog's face into a latte or like in a stack of French fries or like on on a cookie. It's it's the so best. Strange. It's. Are they like cute dogs or are they oh ugly gosh. ones too? Well, because I kind of well, love ugly the ugly dogs cute are ones, cute, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, like my favorite. It's really good. They have like um, the dogs with the snaggle tooth and stuff. Those are the cutest ones. Oh my gosh. And there's this other dog that I love. All dogs, basically. All dogs. But, there you go. Yeah. See, I'm, see I'm, I'm more of a cat. I love dogs too, but I'm well, more of a cat person. I love all fur creatures. <laughs> I just like dogs. <laughs> If I, like, don't co- brush my hair, do I qualify as a fur creep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In that photo, I not to sound like an Instagram creep, but you put, a, like, a story up or something of your hair. Oh, it's super humid. Yeah. It's all over the I place. liked it. I thought it looked cool. I liked it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's dogs and food. All right. I'll just start sending you. Oh, my it. gosh. I'm gonna walk. <laughs> this is amazing. All right. We have to look at it after. Tell her. <laughs> You do, does your podcast have an Instagram? Yeah. Oh, you should post uh, one of these. It's totally, uh, you know, subtle, not a plug <laughs> at all, but at Run Your Mouth Pod. Um, that's and you can podcast. see, well, you should repost a dog and food. I will. All right. <laughs> um, Taylor, your Instagram crush. Yeah, so uh, this summer I'm actually apprenticing at this really great bread bakery in Portland, Maine. And one of the guys there that's been there for like, 10 to 12 years is like one of their um, head bakers has an Instagram called kinship bread and he posts like the most amazing looking bread ever and all these like really unique interesting creations he comes up with um, it's definitely a good one if you're into baking so for me it's great but like the the art of the slash on the tops of the loaves and things like that are great cool what's it called again kinship bread kinship bread yes yeah. Um, my Instagram crush is an actual crush. Um, <laughs> Tom Holland, Spider-Man. I oh, like okay. discovered him like, is it literally bad? I two weeks that ago. <laughs> 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 um, he's British. He's adorable. Um, he's great. Um, he posts a lot of Instagram stories where he's just like being a cute little British little gent. Um, They're British Calvian. Um, he's, let's We'll say he's uh, allegedly dating Zendaya, but um, <laughs> I'm not convinced. Let's put it that way. Uh, There's flexibility. But uh, yeah, he's he's a good one. Um, big fan. Uh, can't wait for Spider Man Two or whatever the hell. The, I didn't I didn't watch Infinity War yet because I don't actually really care about any of the other characters besides him. Um, but you know, I'll watch it if he's in it, or like if someone can cut together just his scenes. Like, I'll. I'm sure that's on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Your go-to karaoke song. Someone hands you the mic, and it's your time um, to shine. Um, I'm gonna say, 
Well, I usually have been drinking when I do karaoke, and I really like to rap Nicki Minaj. Nice. So, wow, that's, I think that's a tough one. Well, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough if you're an amateur. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> wow, talking shit. Nice. Um, oh, gosh. I don't think, I don't know if I have a, a specific, I would say anything by Taylor Swift, really. Uh, when I go out, I like to channel Taylor Swift a lot. We share the, the same crown. name. Sometimes I wear the red lipstick, oh. you know. Uh, People yeah. like to sing along with it. What, what's the, what's the, the song? What's the go-to? You know, maybe Blank Space. Oh, mm. yeah. I like that mm. one a lot. That's a good one. Although she has her new album now, so there's just so many options to choose from. So many good ones. Nice, yeah. I will say... I, we, d- we went to karaoke recently, and both of you were, were dedicated karaokeers and d- were not there, so I will issue the official on-air apology <laughs> that we did not... Uh, we're going to have to do it again sometimes, because I've heard not a lot karaoke. of uh, complaints. We, like... It was, like... Uh, I need to, like, make a dedicated... Because, like, we, like, had, didn't plan it at all in advance, and, like, you think, like, it's such a good call of like a night like it's so fun and why don't we like ever think to do it you know we talk about it every friggin week yeah um but uh i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with little uh gwen stefani uh sweet escape or hollaback girl um but i like sweet escape because you can do the like little akon part too it's fun so ridiculous thing about hollaback girl i had a friend growing up who Every time he heard that song, he thought it said Hall of Fat Girl. Like, I don't even know why that would be a song. <laughs> it's not like Hall of Back makes that yeah. much more sense. Yeah, but... Is, yeah. It, is the whole thing... I don't know. So it's like, the whole thing is, she, like, I'm, like, I ain't, like, I'm not a cheerleader. Like, I'm a badass. It's like, what, like, Hall of Back Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like the music video. She's yeah. a cheerleader, Yeah. I think Which I and she and she references track in it, so like oh, yeah. you can't do that bad. Few times been all right now. Okay. Uh, your death row meal. Finish this off strong, Jelly. It's been a food centered oh podcast. A lot of ideas yeah. for. Well, I think I went with um, pizza. Sarah Pagano's homemade pizza last time, nice. so I am gonna go with oh, death row meal. Um. Probably just like a lot of sugar. Maybe actually, you know what? I'll stick with my same thing of what I did last time. I'll go with the pumpkin chocolate chip nice. bread of Taylor's. Taylor's pumpkin chocolate chip bread, death row meal. I literally one time, like, it, I think I subconsciously ended my run at Tracksmith because I knew Taylor was going to be her <laughs> bakery stuff. And I was like, oh, like, I just ended my run here on accident and, like, I can't run the two extra miles home. So I guess I'll just get some pumpkin bread and then take Very the tea. That was my like story of every time you came in. You're just like, I've been on this long run and the entire time I've just been thinking about pumpkin bread. I think if that had happened and I didn't have pumpkin bread that one day, I would have felt so bad. I probably would have, like, had to excuse myself to go cry. <laughs> this is such genuine, just, like, boosting of Taylor's brand. I love it. Taylor, what are you eating? Oh, mine, mine's a little weird. Go um, for it. Weirder the better. Yeah, so it would have to be marinated grilled octopus. Wow. Which is kind of weird, but it's so good. And um, sourdough bread, for sure. And then a side of fiddleheads, which I don't know if you guys have ever had them or heard of them, but they're only in New England, and they're only out in season for, like, two weeks, or like, right now. Um, and we actually, like, forage from, for them in my house in Maine. Sure. But they're kind of like a cross between... We were talking about this this weekend. Like, a string bean and maybe, like spinach like I've seen them I didn't a know taste you could eat of them. spinach but like kind of the texture of a string bean or asparagus is that um, a vegetable yes they look like a baby fern so if you're foraging be careful you don't want to eat baby ferns because they're different <laughs> um but they're really good okay and they're only in new england for like two weeks out I was gonna of the say, year i don't think so. i've seen them in the wild didn't know that yeah. them was an option yeah no, they're very good the more you they're know. called they're called fiddleheads because yeah. they curl around. Like yeah, they look like the head of a violin. Yeah. Um, okay. They have them at Whole Foods sometimes. 
Okay. If you don't want to forage. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if you don't live in the wilderness of Maine. Um, well, I'm going... Uh, oh, I had a really good... Oh, this is very basic. Um, but I've been eating a lot of avocado lately. Um, and I know avocado toast is very, like, 2016. Like, I'm a little behind the times. But uh, a lot of times when I, like... I'll make, like, various, like, flatbread dishes with naan... Because, like, you get the, like, single-serving naan, and it's, like, the perfect, like, size for, like, like a kind of, like, personal pizza-type deal. Um, and so I'll put avocado, like, mashed avocado, and then either, like, chicken or, like, a fried egg and cheese, and it's so good. And you, like, kind of congest You're like, it's green, it's healthy maybe, but uh, it's not. Uh, well, yeah. it's just filling. Yeah. Guilty admission. I had avocado toast for dinner, so, yeah. you know. So, but if you have avocado naan, then it's like, uh, I'm not being basic. More I'm being new very age. Yeah. ethnic and sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that'll uh, finish us off right. Mm-hmm. Well, well, thank you both for coming on on this lovely Friday evening. Thanks uh, for having us in your yeah. pod loft. Yeah. Pod loft. Pod yeah. loft. Thank so you to, to Tracksmith yeah. for... Uh, <laughs> you know, not using this room. Um, (laughs) Until next time, I've been David Melly, and this is Run Your Mouth.